Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for... March 23rd, in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide, and absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. What are the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips? As you know, we reject, I'm going to say it again, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. It is all about God, family, and country. It is all about the protection of life, liberty, and property. And it all starts now with a recap of yesterday's award-winning broadcast available at LibertyRoundtable.com, live and on demand, and LovingLiberty.net, our nationally syndicated radio network. That is LovingLiberty.net. By the way, did you know Loving Liberty has uh, an iPhone and an Android app? You can put it on your phone, listen to live radio, or the show's on demand. You can follow the Twitter feed and more via the uh, Loving Liberty radio phone apps as well. We're talking free and on demand live radio at your fingertips. All right, um, folks, yesterday we talked in detail about a bunch of cool stuff. First off, we had Dr. Scott, or we had Lowell Nelson. He's the campaign headquarters or leader for the state of Utah for Campaign for Liberty. He's also involved in ronpaulinstitute.org. And we talked about Arizona state orders hand recount of 2.1 million ballots from the 2020 presidential election. That is huge. TheEpicTimes.com with a piece. Where's the rest of the mainstream press, huh? The Epic Times doing a phenomenal job covering a lot of great stories. But think about that. Arizona State Senate orders 2.1 million ballots to be recounted. Uh, They said there was no vote fraud. But as they dig in, they find out there's a whole lot more truth to the allegations than they first thought. And, you know, how we just marched on and installed Joe as the, quote, president of the United States without really vetting these allegations in detail. All the courts rejecting it, dismissing cases left and right on lack of standing or whatever technicality they could find. They're not being willing to really dig into the evidence of the case, not really willing to let folks subpoena information and lay out their case and gather the the real deal. Uh, It's a shame in America, but you know what? At least somebody... At least somebody is starting to look at it now, hopefully in meaningful ways, hopefully in ways that'll, you know what, get to the bottom of it. Look, is there fraud or not? You know what? I believe there is, but I don't have all the evidence. How do you get evidence when you can't subpoena? How do you get evidence when you can't look into the uh, logs? How do you get evidence when you can't hand count and verify? That's the truth. Trust, but verify. Ronald Reagan said it best. Most of us now don't trust. That's sad to say, but we still must verify, right? All right, anyway, good for Arizona, and uh, we pray that that you know, bears fruit and that we can get to the bottom of things there. We need to restore integrity and honesty and trust uh, in the election process, ladies and gentlemen. What is America without honest elections? Let me ask you that question. What is America 
without honest elections? Isn't that a serious question to ask? What is America without honest, accurate elections? Huh? I don't know, man, but it's certainly not the place that I want to live in, is it? Because we've lost one of the fundamental... What do you want to call it? Fundamental realities? Fundamental functions? Fundamental differences? That set America apart as a unique country. That is honesty and integrity in elections. All right, we talked about the uh, Michigan County. Avoids using Dominion voting systems... In their upcoming primary, they will count their ballots by hand. The Blaze reports that piece. This is another example of the point. Why are they going to count it by hand? Because they don't trust the Dominion machines. Because there's lawsuits surrounding the Dominion machines. Uh, Because there's all kinds of anecdotal evidence relating to the Dominion machines that bring rise for concern about honest, transparent, accurate, elections see that's the issue all right is joe biden holding americans hostage until independence day great article written by ron paul saying you know what this guy's locking everybody down without authority and he basically is saying and you know what you're gonna get vaccinated you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna all these mandates on the people without evidence without authority and we're gonna lock you down until you do it in fact if you don't do what we say you probably won't even be liberated or freed from the cocoa, from the COVID virus, without doing all these things. You probably won't be free by Independence Day if you guys don't show your dependence by Independence Day. Isn't that a shocking? You know what? Biden gave an incredible speech that really shows they're interested in lockdown. This isn't really about the cocoa to them. This isn't about keeping people healthy. This is about flat out raw flexing of muscles demonstration of power and an effort to control we the american people we better call it for what it is we better stand up and we better do it soon or we're gonna flat out wish we did i can tell you that right now all right her name marlena pablos hackney is her name she's the owner of marlino's or marlena's bistro and pizzeria in holland michigan She was arrested for defying state COVID-19 restrictions. Now, she's 55 years old. She had fled communism in her home country of Poland back in the day. I guess this was back in 1983 when she fled Poland. She arrived in America in 1988. Long journey, 83 to 88, right? She became a citizen of the United States. In 1992, she opened her business in Michigan as she worked achieving the American dream. She says, I'm going to keep fighting for America's freedom and my constitutionally protected rights. Amen to her. Amen. Our prayers are with her success, but she got arrested, folks. What a sad day in America, huh? She flees to freedom comes here, opens a business, living the American dream, and gets shut down by bureaucrats without authority because of the coronavirus. See, this has got to stop. 
You say, wait a minute, Sam, those are legitimate. No, no, no. You got whacked out governors that think they can make law. Hello. Wrong branch of government, okay? Legislative bodies make law. And they only make law that doesn't conflict with current constitutional law. Okay? They don't have authority to make whatever laws they want. They don't have authority just to let the executive branch make laws. You say, well, by golly, Sam, it's an emergency. Yeah, they, they have, you know, yeah, you have a little bit of obliteration of the separation of powers in an emergency scenario. Temporarily speaking, I agree. But look, the, the pandemic, as they lie and call it, that came out over a year ago now. And this lady just got arrested a couple of days or a week ago or so. Okay, so a year later, you tell me it's an emergency and the executive order, a law made by the governor, stands? Well, then why don't you just send the legislative bodies home and change the word governor to king and obliterate all separations of powers and let the thug governor be judge, jury, and executioner all in one? Oh, no, Sam, that'd be overreach. You couldn't do that, by golly. Well, that's what you've done. Where is the legislative body? Where is the law on the books? I walked into a store the other day, and they said, you got to put a mask on, sir. And I said, listen, what law are we talking about? Well, the governor said so. Okay. What lawmaking body is he, people? Well, I know he doesn't really make the law. That's the legislature's job. But, you know, this is an emergency. Uh, Sam, this is a different scenario because it's a pandemic, they say. My response is, pandemic? What are you talking about? Okay, more people who got coronavirus recovered and are safe than died by a long shot. I don't see how you, by any stretch of the imagination, can call this a pandemic. Well, Sam, there's tons of people sick, tons of people dying. You know, you got to go to the maps, Sam, and look at how many dead people there are, Sam. Oh, yeah? You think so? Well, Kane County, a county in Utah, declared their mask mandate over in their county. But the Utah state said not so fast. See, folks, what you got is this big battle over, quote, supremacy or over who the heck's in charge now. Governors making laws, states and counties fighting, counties, states, and the federal government at war over who's got more power or who can mandate what to whom when. This has got to stop, folks. This has absolutely got to stop. Now they got the coronavirus vaccine out, but Fauci still says, hey, even if you're vaccinated, you got to wear double masks. Well, why not triple, Tony? Why not triple masks? Why not quadruple masks? Why don't you make a mask so big, so thick, so unpenetrable that nobody can even breathe? That ought to do it. If you quit breathing, by golly, you'd quit spreading that cocoa virus. You know what I'm talking about? See, these people are nuts. They're crazy. When will it end? When will their drunken quest for power stop? When will we, the people, say we're not going to take it anymore, we're going to stand up and we're going to demand the separation of powers that the Constitution, the supreme law of our land, calls for? When are we going to do that? When are we going to demand the dual sovereignty of the federal government with limited jurisdiction, limited responsibilities, and the states who have broad jurisdiction and broad responsibilities? When are we going to separate vertically and horizontally and demand the separation of powers in America? Are we? Or are we just going to go into tyranny? You say, Sam, you're, you're overstating the issue, my friend. Maybe. Where will it head? And when? Not on my watch. Hang tight. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. 
More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The calm before the storm by a friend of Megagoria. The strategy of heaven revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm, available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, back with you live. Sorry for the rant on the cocoa. I'm just sick of it, ladies and gentlemen. A year later, people are trading their freedom for security, and they're going to wind up with neither. Founding father-esque warning rings true in modern day. I'll tell you that right now. Woo, baby, 2021. You got folks trading their freedom just with glee for the security they believe is around the corner. But I'm telling you, it'll be fading fast when bureaucrats take charge. Listen carefully. In the United States, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you know this, but there's 330 million people about in America, all right, 330 million people. Did you know that only 29,869,769 have been tested positive for the cocoa? All right, so what's that? You know, if it was 330 million, 33 million would be 10%. So we haven't even tested 10% of the nation a year later, okay? Not even 10% have been tested a year later. We know that the tests are all over the map and fake and false and everything else. Why? Because Fauci said if it's over 35 cycles per test, then the results become unreliable. And we also know most of the manufacturers have tests with over 35 cycles, making their results erroneous. Uh, Nevertheless, when you get a test, you better ask how many cycles is the test manufacturer using. In my case, uh, they'll be reluctant to tell you because they'll know you're onto something. Nevertheless, I digress. Less than 10% have been tested positive, even with all that shenanigan. Okay. Now, only 542,988 people have died from the cocoa. 542,988, all right? Now, what percent is 542,000 from 29 or 30 million, basically? Okay, 
30 million, ladies and gentlemen. 10% would be 3 million. 1% would be 300,000, right? 2% would be 600,000, right? So it's not even 2% have died. So listen to me carefully, ladies and gentlemen, when they call this a pandemic. Out of 330 million people, only 30 million people have even tested positive. Many of them erroneously so. And out of that, only 550,000 people have died. Now, that's a large number of deaths. Don't get me wrong. But it's only about one and a half, almost 2%. It's not quite 2% of those who have been tested. But what is 550,000 compared to 330 million people? Right? 10% of 330 million people is like 33 million. 1% is like 3.3 million. That means a third of a percent is about a million. It's like one-sixth of one percent, ladies and gentlemen, have died from the COVID. And here's the problem. With the way they're playing games with the numbers, you don't know who's died of what. People have more, uh, all these, what do they call those, morbidities or whatever they are? All right. How many people have died from the flu and they called it the cocoa, et cetera, et cetera. So we got a lot of people who are dying from the COVID, but not a lot of people that are dying from the flu anymore. Kind of discussion. The problem is, ladies and gentlemen, how do you call that a pandemic? It's not even close to a pandemic when one-sixth of 1% of the people die. And that was because the numbers early, people died a lot more now that they've figured out ways to help people uh, avoid it. You know, different drugs that people claim are effective and not, et cetera, et cetera, right? Now let's go to my beautiful state of Utah to make the point even more poignant, shall I? 381,788 people have been tested positive. So just say 400,000 people. Well, I don't know if you know, but there's about 3 million people in Utah. So, I mean, we're a little bit over the 10% test rate, but not much. We've only got 2,062 people that have died, though. 2,062, right? So you look at that and you go... Wow, that number's tiny, isn't it? Yes, that is the point. Now, let's look at California to kind of make a point. They're the ones that lock down so crazy hard, right? They've only got 3,600,000. All right, so 3.6 million. They've only had 57,000 die. So out of 3.6 million, when 57,000 die, don't get me wrong, those 57,000 people, their deaths are tragic, but many of them are elderly, many of them with all kinds of um, other risk factors. How many really died of COVID alone? Well, if you follow the CDC's guidelines, they say 94% died of other reasons, most likely only 6%. So now you get 6% of the 57,000 there. You hardly get a pandemic. Now let's just contrast Florida, shall we? Because remember, California closed. Melted down, shut down businesses, just ruined everybody's lives. All right, it's 1.81%, my board op tells me. Cameron in the mix doing the math for me. 1.8% was the first number that I told you about the country at large. Most states are even less than that. A few outliers make it higher than it really is. But you take California that locked down big time. Now you take Florida. They only have 2,011,000 people that have been tested. How many people are in Florida, man? 20 million people? So what do they got? 10% maybe? And only 32,000 have died. What percent is that? Of 2 million, 
ten percent is what two hundred thousand. Five percent is a hundred thousand. Two and a half percent is fifty thousand. They're not even. They're about two percent at most as well. So your likelihood of getting the coronavirus is ninety percent that you won't even get it or you won't even be tested positive because there won't be a need. Out of that, even if you do get tested and you are positive, only two percent of those people die at best. So even if you get the cocoa, you got a ninety-eight plus percent chance of it not being a big problem. Isn't that just insane to think about? When they're locking everyone down, right? It's out of control, but they're locking us all down. Right? New York is especially egregious. They have 1.7 million people that have been tested. Now, how big is New York? I mean, they haven't even tested 5% of their people. But out of New York, with 1.7 million tested, only 49,000 have died. Now, I'm not saying their deaths don't matter. What I'm saying is that percentage is tiny compared to the population. A year later, it's supposed to spread like wildfire. Everybody's going to get it. Right? Think about that for a minute. Pennsylvania is kind of out of control. They've only had 990,000 people tested, but they have 24,000 people dead. Why is it higher in Pennsylvania? Right? New Jersey particularly hit hard. 869,000 tested, 24,000 dead. But right next to New Jersey, with 869,000 that have been tested, 24,000 dead. Arizona, 836,000 tested, but only 16,000 dead. Why so much less? You got to really ask yourself those questions. Now, listen to this. Massachusetts only has 615,000 that have been tested positive, with 16,000 dead, almost 17,000 dead. Right? Now, South Carolina hit hard 542,000 tested, 9,000 dead. How come? Now, listen to Louisiana. Only 441,000 tested, 10,000 dead. Why? It's crazy. Look at Maryland. 400,000. But 8,000 have died. You got to really ask yourself these questions. No one's doing any of the due diligence on the math. That I can see. Okay. Nevada only has 300,000 people tested. 5,000 dead. Nebraska, or Connecticut right next to it. They have the same almost 300,000 people tested. But they have 7,800 dead. How come it's so high there? And I don't know the facts. But I have a little bit of speculation for you. Okay. You ready? These states have much more elderly people in nursing homes. And they have much more people in um, assisted living facilities and such. And therefore, their numbers are higher. And it might be a case where the elderly just can't handle the disease, which we've talked about. It might be a case where uh, breakouts in these, quote, 
controlled facilities are more egregious. I don't know. And I'm not here to point the finger and attack anybody. What I am here to do, though, is highlight the reality. They're locking everyone down, shutting every business, controlling everybody, all because, well, if you get the coronavirus, 90% chance you won't have even got it after a year of it just raging across the country. 90% chance you won't even get it. If you do get it, only a 2% chance that you'll die. But they're locking everybody down and destroying everything. They're out of control, ladies and gentlemen. Tanzania president... I don't know how to say this guy's name, but he's dead at 61 under strange circumstances. Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Ten people were killed in a shooting at a grocery store in Boulder, Colorado on Monday, including one police officer. Officer Eric Talley, who was the first on the scene, had been with the Boulder Police Department since 2010, said police chief Maris Harold and described him as heroic. Details of what happened should take about five days. A suspect has been arrested. The city of Evanston, Illinois, on Monday night approved plans to distribute $10 million in reparations to black residents for housing and mortgage assistance. The city of 73,000 people 12 miles north of downtown Chicago is the first in the country to pass such a measure. Newly leaked photos from migrant detention facilities have shed light on the terrible conditions that children are being kept in. President Biden's administration has tried for weeks to keep the public from seeing images like the one that emerged Monday. More than 15,500 children in U.S. custody are being hidden by the administration, blocking the media and outsiders to see for themselves. This is USA Radio News. The Bible is under attack. Some countries even ban it. And in the United States, laws are being proposed to limit biblical values in society. Just last year, California's governor even banned private Bible study groups in homes. It's frightening. Now, Greg Kelly Reports investigates the growing movement to ban the Bible in American life. Watch Greg Kelly on Newsmax TV tonight at 7 p.m. and 11 p.m. Eastern as he reveals the real dangers to Christians and how they're fighting to protect the Bible. You won't find this on any other networks. Newsmax TV is America's fastest-growing cable news channel on all major systems. Check your cable guide or call them to get Newsmax. Or get it free on Roku, YouTube, Zumo, Pluto, or Amazon Fire. And smart TVs like Samsung, Sony, or LG. Plus, you can download the free Newsmax app on your phone and watch us anytime, anywhere. So find out about the growing danger to your Bible freedom. Watch Newsmax TV's Greg Kelly tonight. As social media fat cats like Twitter and Facebook clamp down on free speech, a spokesperson for former President Trump has announced within the next two to three months, he will be launching his own social media platform. The men's basketball NCAA tournament has reached Sweet 16 level. Dan Naraki from the Ohio USA Radio News Bureau reports. The Sweet 16 is now set with the completion of the second round of the NCAA tournament on Monday. The day started off with an upset as Oregon knocked off second-seeded Iowa 95-80. to After placing nine teams in the bracket, the Big Ten Conference has just one left after Michigan downed LSU 86-78. The overall number one seed, Gonzaga, also moving on after beating Oklahoma 87-81. Alabama is also on to the Sweet 16 after beating Maryland 96-77. And the Pac-12 is now 10-1 in this year's tournament after USC dominated Kansas 85-51. Their only loss coming as Colorado fell to Florida State 71-53. The Sweet 16 round begins Saturday afternoon. USA Radio News. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, 
at all do-gooders to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, we've been one of the people on record from the very beginning of the coronavirus that they're out of control with this and they're lying. And uh, we told you that. We were a little bit cautious at first to give them a chance to see if they were really, if they knew something we didn't know, but we documented it early and often. We knew they were fraudulent in their, uh, you know, exaggeration of this illness. Is it bad? Yes. Is it something to be aware of? Yes. Is it something to be cautious regarding? Absolutely. Is it something to take lightly and flippantly? Of course not. Are the deaths uh, important and sad and tragic? Absolutely. But let's not lose our minds and lose our liberty. Let's not trade our liberty for security because we will wind up with neither, ladies and gentlemen, is the general point that I'm making. And I'm also pointing out that when they say it's a big old pandemic, it's a lie. When they play games with the numbers like they're doing, games with the tests like they're doing, games with the vaccines like they're doing, it is tragic indeed. So after Lowell Nelson yesterday, we had on Dr. Scott Bradley doing a phenomenal job. His lifelong goal has been to preserve the nation, thus his collegiate series and homeschooling curriculum and books. His website, freedomsrisingsun.com, he's got over 1,000 videos available up there. He's got weekly live webinars, Q&A on the Constitution and more. We talked about Senator Rand Paul taking on Dr. Fauci in the Senate. Rand Paul says Anthony Fauci, the lead physician, is not being honest with the American public. A Kentucky senator joins Tucker Carlson tonight on the broadcast explaining that, hey, I had a recent clash with White House advisor Fauci. And uh, Rand Paul said, isn't it political theater when you're wearing two masks and you've already been vaccinated? And Fauci said no. And Rand Paul demonstrated, you don't have the science, doctor. And then Joe Biden running around going, we're going to follow the science. See what kind of dishonesty we got going on? And so Chuck Baldwin writes an incredible column, why I will not take the COVID vaccination. Now, by the way, why I will not take the COVID vaccine, Chuck Baldwin's article is now up at libertyroundtable.com. Libertyroundtable.com, check out that incredible column from Chuck Baldwin. But he says this, I continue to maintain that the COVID narrative is the biggest hoax in world history. I will say it straight out. Bill Gates, Anthony, quote, Hal Hitler, Fauci, the CDC, the WHO, the major medical industry, the major pharmaceutical companies, the major media outlets, and the fear-mongering uh, politicians, both major parties, he highlights, as well as the cowardly statists, not to mention pastors, churches, they're all embracing a phony narrative. They're lying to us all about COVID. Now you say, what? The problem with Chuck Baldwin's statement is everybody's not lying. Many people are just duped. Many people are just confused on this. Many actually believe that maybe there's not the science, but the ends justify. In other words, it's bad enough and we better be careful, Sam. And so I'm not here to attack those people necessarily as being dishonest. 
but what we need to do is start with honesty in the facts. And then we can deal with how people really believe and feel at the end of that discussion. In other words, you get propagandized for so long and then you genuinely believe something. It doesn't make you evil or bad because you've been duped or because you haven't been dealt with honestly. But it does mean that you're maybe on the wrong side of the issue unintentionally. That's possible for many of these people as well. But certainly not all of them. So you got to ask yourself this question on the COVID. All right, Dr. Fauci, for example, warned. He said, don't fixate on herd immunity. Our focus should be on receiving the vaccine. We need to vaccinate as many people as possible, said Dr. Fauci. The problem with that is the shot that people are getting is not a vaccine. Well, Sam, yeah, it is. They've expanded the definition of vaccine. It's a new kind of vaccine. That's fine, but if you expand the definition, call it a vaccine when it's really not a vaccine, then there's a credibility crisis, all right? Because I've said that we need herd immunity to this thing sooner than later, and you got to protect the most vulnerable among us. Listen carefully. you got to protect the most vulnerable among us, but then you've also got to let the rest of us get it as soon as possible, get over it, and develop herd immunity. And they said, no, we can't do that. Everybody will die. Well, they lied. Okay. They said millions were going to die from the COVID. And a year later, we only have 550,000, not even close to millions, not even close to a million in a whole year. And if you take out the honesty discussion, you can say that. But if you're honest, you'll say, how many of those deaths can we really confirm to be COVID-related deaths? COVID exclusive deaths, right? What's related, what's exclusive? COVID exclusive means that you die because of COVID. COVID related means, well, you had a bunch of other problems and you died. So you're a smoker, you got emphysema, or you got, you know, whatever lung disease and and you're in the hospital and you got pneumonia and well, then the COVID gets you and well, that's the straw that breaks the camel's back and you die. Is it really the COVID that killed you? Hard to say. What about a scenario where you get the COVID, you start to recover, you get uh, pneumonia, you get lungs, and you die because of pneumonia? Is that because of COVID or pneumonia? Or Okay, so this is not a simple discussion, and I'm not trying to make it simple, but what I'm trying to get at is to blame it all on the COVID isn't honest or true. What about all the flu deaths that are not happening? What about all the people that used to go to the hospital and die routinely with all kinds of diseases that aren't going to the hospital anymore because they weren't let in? What about all those people? Right? We need to be honest about the death rate and the death facts. We need to be honest. If it's a new experimental method or treatment, can you really just expand the definition of vaccine and call it a vaccine? I don't think so. It's RNA modifying or manipulating. They don't have the virus isolated. Most vaccines work like this. They take a little part of the illness. They attenuate it or they make it less They make it diluted. I'm trying to think of simple words to explain. They dilute it, and and then sometimes it's live, although they've had problems with that in the past with polio and everything else, if you want to know the truth. Uh, Or they they attenuate it, and then it's a a, a dead version of, but they've got the actual pattern of the virus, and then that's what they use to go ahead and, um, you know, trick your body into thinking that, hey, I better build immunities to this. So they give you a little bit of the sickness in an effort to have your body say, whoa, I better fight this off. And strategically, then they build up the immune system for it. Well, this RNA new vaccine they're talking about doesn't even do those things at all. It's not a vaccine in the traditional sense. So if you want to explain to the American people there's an expanded 
definition of vaccines and therefore this fits and explain a little bit fine. But if you don't, you're not really being honest about the vaccine. You're not being honest about the death rate. You're not being honest about the real treatments either. Many doctors are coming out and saying ivermectin is one of the best treatments. Dr. Corey and others testified before the Senate about this. And all they've been all that's been done to them is they've been completely shut down and ignored and ridiculed as quacks. They had cred- incredible credentials before they took on the coronavirus. What lie? Fake news? What do you want to call it, huh? All right, they were incredible doctors. They weren't political, they were physicians. And now, when Mr. Corey gets up, Dr. Corey, and speaks about this, they say, oh, you're just into partisan politics. He's like, no, I'm not. I have nothing to do with politics. I'm not doing politics. Not at all. all. Right? Well, now what? See? The honesty is the issue here, folks. So Fauci, for example, now admits that previous projections that he made about reaching approximately... 70 to 85% herd immunity. He said that's what it's going to take. And, uh, you know, Rand Paul and other physicians who say that it won't take that, that level of herd immunity to, to protect us all or whatever. He said, no, it takes 75 to 80 or 70 to 85%. These guys are underestimating the herd of immunity. Now, Dr. Fauci admits that his views were speculation. So let me get this right. Rand Paul speculates that it's way less. Other physicians say that it's way less. Fauci says, no, it's 70 to 85%. And now we find out Fauci speculated too. Uh, So let me get this right. You got two doctors both speculating and they have different speculations. But we're supposed to trust Fauci's above everybody else's? Why? Because he's got a track record of honesty and integrity and success? Lies. See, that's the problem that I'm getting at with this whole thing. Lies. Flat out satanic lies from the pit of hell lies. Why? Because they're stealing your freedom with those lies. That's why. Why? Because they're robbing the elderly of seeing their families for a year. A year already. We've already lost a year. Right? Now Fosse can't explain the science behind refraining from telling Americans who got the coronavirus vaccine about safely traveling. You can't explain the science of why they have the stance they have. This is the guy that speculated about herd immunity. This is the guy that told us we didn't need masks and now we do. And now he wears two masks after he's been vaccinated guy. This guy? Wow. The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine. 
the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. I am Sam Bushman, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips when I'm on your radio. I'll tell you that right now. So the bottom line is they're pushing for these vaccines, and uh, they're ignoring real solutions brought forth by Dr. Corey and others uh, about the ivermectin solution they're just simply jettisoning that you got to wonder why vaccines incredibly expensive they're rolling it out so fast without solutions they say that it's safe and effective they have no real evidence that that's true they don't have any long-term studies they don't know what the long-term effects will be i bring this up they say you're not a medical doctor you're not a scientist who the heck are you i say i'm an honest guy oh imagine that i'm an honest guy telling you the truth you don't know what the long-term results are people and if you think you do, you're lying to yourself. This is a new experimental, not really traditionally a vaccine, but now they broaden the term vaccine, okay? But you don't know the repercussions. You don't know the long-term effects. You don't know what it will do to the body over time. You don't know what will happen as the virus continues to, what do they call that, morph? That's what I call it. But they say mutate, right? You don't know what will happen when the virus mutates, what it will do how it'll interact with the experimental administration of a toxic serum injected into your veins. You don't know. And to say you do is a lie. All right, but now they're even working on a stress prevention vaccine. The American Institute of Stress notes that 55% of the American people are stressed out throughout the day. They say that makes Americans in the most stressed out nation in the world. Yeah, we're the most stressed out population in the world. They say work-related stress even more through the roof. It's at an all-time high with 83% of Americans experiencing suffering from job-related stress. See, it's through the roof. And now they're going to work on a stress vaccine. So let me get this right. Just stress me out for over a year telling me that I'm going to die every day from the cocoa. Just hype that, hype that, hype that for literally a year straight. And then I got a little bit of stress, and they're going, hey, better give you a stress vaccine, by golly. Okay, these people are off the charts crazy, folks. I'm telling you right now. Believe it or not, now scientists are saying that social distancing might need to last through 2022. 
That's USA Today with that stuff, folks. Now, I don't know how long social distancing will need to last because I don't really know what social distancing is. You say, oh, yes, Sam, it means that you're supposed to be six feet apart there, buddy, for everybody's safety. That way you won't get the cocoa. My response is social distancing isn't very social, first of all. It's antisocial. Secondly, six feet, where did that rule come from? Again, they come forward with these claims without evidence. Where did the six-foot rule come from? Clearly tell me the studies that back the six-foot rule. See, somebody needs to ask Dr. Fauci this question. Where did the six-foot rule come from? And um, if the six-foot rule was so valuable after they've told us that, hammered that into us for over a year now, now we have them going, well, maybe we should research the the three-foot rule. You know, maybe three-foot would be good enough. And I'm like, what? Right? Think about that. Is that honest? Right? How did we get the six-foot rule? Do you know, folks? No, you don't, because they haven't told you anything about that. They've just told you six feet's the God-given truth. Now they say six-foot rule, six-foot distancing rule is outdated. Oxford and MIT created. Business Insider. Think about that. What does that mean? Where does the six-foot rule come from? These are easy things to prove their dishonesty. Now, they say the distance three to six feet from each other is called the breathing zone. Yeah. If you're three to six feet from me, you may well inhale uh, what I exhale. But if we wear masks... How much is that true? NBC News is now speaking out a little bit on this. This is interesting, isn't it, folks? Think about this for a minute, okay? Headline says CDC relaxes distance requirements in schools from six to three feet. That's NBC News. This isn't me. So why did we live with six feet for a year if now they can just relax it to three feet? Let me ask you a question, ladies and gentlemen. Did the COVID virus, after 365 days, just go, your breathing zone has shrunk by 50%? Right? Experts pulled six-foot distancing rule out of thin air, folks. Yeah. Think about that. How did six feet become the standard? It all started with the plague, folks, the origins of six feet. Right? How the power, uh, the pandemic has made fools of us all. Folks, where did we get this six-foot separation lie? And then if it was legitimate a year ago, the six feet rule, then is that science outdated? Did science just change? 
See, I thought the scientific method was designed to turn, what do they call those things? Hypotheses or hypothesis. Uh, and then you kind of test that a little bit. And then you go, hey, man, there seems to be some credibility here. Let's move it to theory status. And then from, you know, a hypo- speculation, the hypothesis to theory to fact was, well, we're going to use the scientific method and document it. If you can repeat it consistently over and over, then it's fact. And how does that science relate to the six foot rule that's now been downgraded after a year of lockdown to the three foot rule? And how do we know that next year, 2-2, they won't say, oh, it's only a two-foot rule? Because three-foot is a little bit overkill. All right. What is America without transparent, honest, accurate elections was my starting question of the hour. I'm going to end with this question. What is America without transparent, honest, accurate Science. Huh? What is America without open, accurate, honest money? Right? These are fair questions. What is America without transparent, honest, accurate science? Right? you got to really ask yourself that question. Are people willing to ask the question that I'm asking? Are people really willing to accept the answer? And the only answer you can come to if you're honest with yourself is they have been lying to us. Right? Okay, if it's outdated, okay, they say it's overly rigid, outdated science. What's outdated science? Is it really science? Is six feet apart enough social distancing? Maybe we're going the wrong way, baby. Maybe we need to go to 12 feet. Okay, they now say, believe it or not, listen, an MIT University of Oxford study said the six-foot rule may not be effective enough. Researchers say that the cocoa can go 26 feet in the air through coughing, sneezing. So don't you think that we ought to turn the six-foot rule uh, instead of a three-foot rule into the 26-foot rule? Yeah, they say social distancing is a lot more complicated than staying six feet away from people. Yeah. Where do you go with this kind of stuff? So the bottom line is they're not being honest with you. Now, don't get me wrong. They're researching and speculating to the best of their abilities. But it isn't good enough when you use this against us as science and act like you have all the facts and anything I bring up that is contradictory to your so-called facts is fake news and dishonest and you're going to shut me down over it. That's where I'm starting to really have a problem and push back. So this six foot, if I challenge that, which I did months and months and months and months and months ago, 
Then they say, oh, you can't say that. That's fake news, Sam. And then a year later, they come back and go, well, the six-foot rule, we can reduce it to a three-foot rule, says the CDC. But then Oxford and these other study folks say, hey, man, you've got to really distance 26 feet apart to be safe. Folks, their science is all over the map. Which ones are being dishonest and which ones are doing their best to get to the bottom of the truth? I don't know, but I know this. It isn't science if they're all over the map with speculation. Like Fauci speculated the herd immunity requirements, 70 to 85% was pure speculation, but he argued with others about it that he was right and they were wrong. And now he admits he was into speculation. How science-based is that? I ask you, ladies and gentlemen, to round out this hour. What is America without transparent, honest, accurate elections? And what is America without transparent, honest, accurate science? Right? This is serious business, folks, for real. CDC now relaxes distance requirements from six feet to three feet. And you know who gave me that? NBC News. Now, if I say it, Facebook shuts me down saying that I'm involved in fake news. If NBCNews.com says it, then what is it? Now, gospel there? We're just sticking with the science, Sam. That's all. Okay, I got a problem with all this. They're lying and they're dishonest. Okay? And that's my problem with them. They've lost their credibility, folks. They really have lost their credibility. And the problem is that they're shutting me down. I'm the lowliest of them. I'm probably not a, that interesting of a talk show host. Okay? But you look at me, and then you look all the way up to the president of the United States of America, former president Donald J. Trump, and they've locked everyone down in between the two of us, all the way from the lowest to the highest of us in our, quote, society, right? And they've locked us all down because they are the ministry of truth, because they have the facts and the science, and they don't like us catching them lying. Isn't that where we really are, ladies and gentlemen? Our prayers are that we stand, and we stand strong, and we do it soon. Hour one in the can, hour two coming up. Incredible guest. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. I declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for. Wow. It's already March 23rd in the year of our Lord, 2021. Can you believe that? This is our two of two. And I'm Sam Bushman. And our goal, protect life, liberty, and property. Promote God, family, and country. Oh, man, have we got a lot to discuss on your broadcast. 
We reject revolution, folks. We stand for peaceful restoration because we believe the supreme law of the land, the Constitution of the United States of America, has incredible checks and balances and has solutions. The seeds for solutions baked right in, baby. The founders gave their lives, their fortunes, their sacred honors, and more so that we don't have to have a revolution. Okay, don't reject the Constitution. Don't look elsewhere for solutions. Look to God, family, and country. Thus, our incredible guest, attorney at law, dear friend, and more, and one of the leaders of the Constitution Party, Mr. Jim Clymer. Welcome back, sir. Hey, thank you. It's good to be on the show again. Man, I talked last hour about the coronavirus, and I just went off. I just can't take the dishonesty anymore, Mr. Jim Clymer. All right, what is America without transparent, honest, accurate elections? Let me ask that again. What is America without transparent, honest, accurate election? What is America without transparent, honest, accurate science? All right, they locked us down for a year on the six-foot rule. Turns out the six-foot rule was just made up. It was a lie. It's outdated. Now some are saying that, hey, the coughs from coronavirus, if you cough too hard, the virus can go up to 26 feet. Others are saying, and the CDC just said, we can reduce the six-foot guidelines now to three. Their opinions, their speculation is all over the map, but it isn't scientific. And then Joe literally continues the lockdowns and claims that they're following the science. I think the president ought to be impeached for his dishonesty. Let's start there, Jim. Well, the Constitution provides for impeachment for dishonesty, but uh, per se. But uh, you make a good point, and the truth of the matter. Hold is on, if you we, swear an oath to uphold, if you swear an oath to uphold America, protect America from enemies foreign and domestic, and you have a group of scientists that lie to you about the severity of a pandemic and a disease, and you follow that dishonest lie narrative to the point where Americans are spending trillions of dollars on vaccines that aren't even vaccines, trillions of dollars in socialism to. Uh, deal with the closed down businesses based on the lie and you're changing the very very fabric and culture of a country and you go along with that false narrative undermining your oath of office sir you should be impeached for treason all right you can make that argument i mean i listen my concern is that and we've already descended we've seen it during the trump administration we've seen uh, the impeachment process descended to whoever happens to be in power and whoever has the power to the majority in the, in the House of Representatives that they can ram through impeachment proceedings. Um, I, I have to believe that the impeachment should be reserved for you know, taking it quite literally, um, treason, high crimes and misdemeanors and uh, and so on. I mean, uh, I, I'm, you, you certainly could make the argument that you're making, but uh, I'm just afraid that whoever is uh, president with a majority of the opposite party in the House of Representatives is going to end up facing impeachment because they decide that what he what he's doing is uh, treasonous. So, I, I mean, again, I. I I don't particularly want to get in an argument about that because I think we're we're uh, I, I I don't believe that that is really what is contemplated when you talk about treason in the in the Constitution. Uh, it, 
it no, I terrible? get it. I get it. And and let me tell you why I bring this up, Jim. Like I do, because you know what? You might not build a bridge that far. I would simply say though that the dishonesty in America about what we've been told told from dishonest money, dishonest fake currency, all the way to the coronavirus. Look, the issue here is honesty. And whether somebody should be impeached or removed or call it treason or not call it treason or whatever else, hey, the dishonesty, the lies, no matter what the topic is, are going to destroy this country if we don't start to stand up and say, wait a minute, stop. You know what? You can think what you want about the coronavirus, but you, Governor, do not have the authority to make law. You know what? You, federal government, you do not have the authority to run roughshod over states. You know what? You don't have the right to steal my tax dollars and redistribute the wealth under all these stimuluses to everybody and their dog. You know what? You it, And so if we don't stop the dishonesty at some point, no matter what we call it somewhere, it's going to destroy the whole country. And I couldn't agree with you more on that. You're absolutely right. I, there's, I have no argument with you on that point. Um it's you know the question is what is the remedy and how do we how do we do it and it's it's becoming increasingly difficult to elect honest people in office. I'm sad to say, but that's the truth of the matter. And um, you know there, and I, I agree with you on all the points that you made there. Whether it's you know dishonest money, it's uh, we're being lied to right and left on so many different areas. And the coronavirus thing is fiasco is just another example of of what they and then and I almost think it's a it's a test to see how far they can go, how much they can lead the American people down the the road to uh, you know, get them to comply with whatever whatever it may be. I mean, I still remember very clearly when when uh, Dr. Fauci was saying that masks don't do any good and they may make things worse because you put your fingers to your eyes and stuff like that. And and uh, then all the, instead of telling us the truth that there weren't enough masks to go around and they needed to keep them for the, for the, you know, the direct medical workers. Um, and that pattern has followed throughout, just like you pointed out, the three foot, the six-foot rule was supposed to be the the gold rule of protection, and now all of a sudden, well, maybe three feet will do. So, and if um, I challenged if I challenged the six-foot rule, they would shut me down, saying that I'm peddling fake news and going against science. Yeah, that's right. They're in, and they're in bed with, with the the big tech companies who have the power to do that. Uh, you know, they'll. They'll block you. You can't even ask the questions. I mean, what? Where's free speech in all this? Where uh, our our bill of rights is being decimated through this whole process, and you can't even ask questions about the policy because, according to them, of course, you are you're disputing science, and you've got a Department of Truth out there that decides what is truth and. If, don't you dare deviate from that. Don't you dare question. Don't you say anything about it, against it, or, or you're going to be cut off. Your communication facility is going to be cut off. It's kind of like a, now we, you know, uh, my telephone line. If they don't like what, uh, you know, I would I would hope that the American people would stand up and scream if they decide that they don't like what I'm telling you over the telephone, so they're going to cut off my telephone service. But that's exactly what's like, happening with Jim. the big tech companies. 
Yeah, you're exactly right. And so I, I'm not really here to debate whether we call it treason or not, but I am here to tell you that what they have done now is they have lied on so many topics that their credibility is in crisis. And they have peddled fake news, and they literally allowed a lie about how a police officer got killed at the Capitol. They said he got beat with a fire extinguisher to death. They literally let that roll as part of the impeachment trial. It turned out to be fake news and dishonest and not accurate at all. Now they're debating and can't even figure out how the guy died yet. Okay. They also allowed other facts about President Trump's phone call. They said, hey, he literally pressured somebody to find election fraud or whatever else, like kind of by force or whatever else. And he painted this narrative. And it turned out that that was an absolute fake news lie from the Washington Post spread to the New York Times and CNN and everybody else. Nobody checked their facts on that. That was part of the impeachment trial in the House as well. This fake news about what Trump said and didn't say and what pressure he put on whom, when and where. Okay, that turned out to be an absolute lie as well. And so I bring this all up, not really debate on, you know, hey, the Capitol, what that means. Is it insurrection or not? Is somebody else committing treason or not? Should somebody be impeached or not? I bring it all up, though, in my opinion, because honesty is the issue. And I'm convinced that we have got to take back two things if we want America to survive. One is the honesty issue. We have got to start being transparent and honest. Otherwise, the lie becomes the truth and the truth becomes the lie and good's evil and evil's good. And, you know, where does that lead? So honesty is one key. The second key, though, is civility, Jim. You and I can disagree. And I did this a little bit on purpose. I overstated the issue so that you would disagree to make a point. We can disagree, but we need to do so agreeably, Jim. No matter what we think or feel, our disagreements are tiny compared to the disagreements that are uh, driving a wedge in this nation. And we have better double down on honesty. And we had better double down on, uh, in my opinion, civility to one another, regardless of how divergent our beliefs may be, or we're in serious trouble, sir. Well, absolutely right. Um, <laughs> I fully agree with you. Uh, it's, uh, uh, we do need to maintain civility. And I think in the past, uh, through our history in this country, we've been able to debate, disagree uh, in a civil manner for the most part. But that's uh, radically changing here in the last, uh, what we say, eight, ten years or so. Um, and, uh, uh, but also, you know, who was it that said this, this Constitution is made for a, a moral religious person, purpose, uh, person and... Amen to that. Hang on, Jim Clymer, quick pause. The We're talking about constitutionparty.com, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, you are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live with Jim Clymer. Your call is being transferred to the listening ear. Listening professionals dedicated to hearing you. Hello, listening ear. Who am I listening to? Um, Carrie, but I was calling my mom. Yes, you were, but your mom was so busy, she felt it was important for you to have someone who could completely focus on listening to you and you alone. So she subscribed to our service. Go ahead, I'm listening. Well, I'm not quite sure. Where to start? Well, I can listen to school issues like science projects. I can listen to boy problems, although that's an extra $3 per call because of the emotional drain on me. How about we start with how you wish you had made cheerleader? I didn't try out for cheerleader. Um... This isn't uh, Mary? Carrie. I'm Carrie. Oh, oh, sorry. There is no substitute for a loving parent. And when you really listen, love is what they'll hear. 
from The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. For more tips on strengthening your family, visit family.mormon.org. Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator. As a physician, I have looked into the eyes of one-pound babies. I have cradled their small bodies in the palm of one hand. I defy those who are careless, who would disregard life and look at these tiny little miracles and say, we're not gonna protect that. But I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. All right, ladies and gentlemen, back with you live, Mr. Jim Clymer riding shotgun on the show today. And I created a fake argument with him a little bit by just overstating the issue and getting all radical and crazy. Because I'm trying to make a point, folks, even if somebody is radical and crazy, even if we completely disagree with their narrative, how far can we go? And the answer, in my opinion, is we need to step back a little bit and look at civility as our guide. We don't need to have unity because I'll never agree with abortion called murder. Okay, but I can be kind to those people. I don't have to act like they're the enemy. We just absolutely disagree, but if I can make friends and be kind and set an example and show, demonstrate a proper leadership, then I might be able to influence them to come to their senses, right? We need to think of it that way, ladies and gentlemen. Jim Clymer with us. He's with the party. Listen carefully to this. He's with the party of integrity, liberty, and prosperity. Constitutionparty.com. The issue is honesty. We must stand tall. Together, it's all about honesty and civility, ladies and gentlemen. Now, listen to this. The headline from the Constitution Party website says this. Help is on the way, and you're it. The federal government, ladies and gentlemen, is subject to the states, which created it. And the states are subject to the popular sovereignty, the rule of the people. Would it be, under, would it be an understatement to say that the federal creature is out of control? Not hardly. But, Jim, I submit to you that it starts with us. We can't just expect problems to be solved in Washington. We can't expect somebody else to take the complicated charge of dealing with the wrestling with the hogs when it comes to liberty and the public sphere. We can't step back and go, well, politics just ain't my thing. You know, we've got to stand up and provide leadership here. And the time is now, my friend. Indeed, the time is now, and you're exactly right. We need to, people to to step up. Um, yeah, I mean, back to your your honesty thing. I mean, that's what uh, uh, we we need ways of holding our our elected officials accountable to the truth. And there's so much they can get by with. And 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 uh, the unfortunate thing is, and I'll say this that. Uh, the major media, thankfully, your program accepted, but the major media is just uh, they they perpetuate the falsehoods that 
fit their agenda and to fit the ideology of those politicians who like to lie to us and to to uh, lead us down the path that's going to lead to tyranny, to socialism, to all the things that are contrary to what the constitution of this great country stands for. Ladies and gentlemen, this is serious business. We're talking about the rule of the people, the rule of law, right? We're talking about morality. We're talking about integrity. We're talking about honesty. We're talking about solutions, and that's what I want to get to. Solutions, in my opinion, are not one-size-fits-all, okay? They're different based on the circumstances. The solutions in, say, the state of Utah uh, or a very conservative state in the South are not the same as they might be in Florida or in New York or in California. Why do I say the solutions are different? Because I believe we're on a different plane, right? The solutions for conservative religious states might be more you know what? You can't just vote Republican or Democrat straight ticket anymore. You've got to realize you've got to look at the character of the person that you're voting for. You can't just vote for party because the party will sell you down the river. It might be that simple in states that are primarily religious where there's a lot of good religious people. In other states where it's not so religious and where the people are pretty, uh, um, well, the lack of self-government is evident. Just check out the folks down there in Miami on spring break to make the point. Okay, um, the remedies might not be identical in every place. There's different issues for different peoples, if you will. Um, and that is really when the founding fathers put together our great country, they had differences in population, size, temperament, and they tried to balance all that and create this unique blend called the republic. It wasn't a democracy. That's a lie, too. It was a constitutional republic based on the rule of law, based on checks and balances, based on a moral people, we're great because we're good, meaning moral, and that moral people then taking action to preserve their liberty, being engaged, anxiously engaged in a good cause, and then to realize that their liberty is always under assault, sometimes by well-meaning ignorance, other times by hostile people with evil intentions. Nevertheless, the principle is the same. You have a republic if you can keep it. That means that you must be informed and involved, and you can't let down your guard never, because tyranny never sleeps. And so there are mechanisms by which we can have solutions. The media, as you brought out, Jim, is one of them. I agree. In fact, Trump says Biden is getting softball questions from the press. He says Democrats are destroying the country with, quote, woke. That's a new term we'll get into in just a second. I would like to take out the word Democrats, though, because I believe Democrats should be replaced with the swamp or whatever term you want to use. Um, our country is being destroyed by apathy. Our country is being destroyed by ignorance. Our country is being destroyed by immorality, by dishonesty, by I can go on and on and on. But the fixes are simple and in place if we just turn to them, Jim. Yeah, uh, it's being destroyed by all those things. It's also being destroyed by people who are intentionally. I mean, I, I, I say this carefully and deliberately that there are those who are intentionally misleading, misdirecting the people of this country to achieve 
something other than what this constitutional republic is supposed to stand for. And, of course, the reason they are able to be successful in that is because of the apathy, the ignorance, and the, the fact that people don't get educated the way they should. But but there are there are forces that are deliberately and intentionally trying to direct this country in a direction that it should not that that's again contrary to our constitutional republic. I believe the Constitution Party is one of the great solutions. I think taking back the media is one of the great solutions, but I also think taking back the narrative is one of the great solutions. They say Trump the return to social media on his own platform in the next two or three months. So I appreciate Trump deciding he's going to get into the media and give them a run for their money. But we need to take back words, though. There's a word called woke, W-O-K-E. Do you know what it means, Jim? (laughs) I never heard a definition of it. I know know how it's been used, and I know the class of people that it it refers to, but... uh, I'd be happy to hear a good definition of it. Well, I'll be honest with you. That's not a a game-playing bait, Jim, see if the attorney doesn't know what the word means. What I mean by that is I don't know necessarily what it means either, but I'm just like you. I have inferences of what it means. I have examples of what it means. I have kind of an understanding, but not like other words, right? It's like a new word mm-hmm. made up by, in my opinion, our enemies, if you will. The definition of woke by American Webster's. What? U.S. slang. Aware of and actively attentive to important facts and issues. Especially issues of, quote, racial and social justice. But we will only succeed if we reject the growing pressure to retreat into cynicism and hopelessness. What does woke mean? Woke is a slang term easing into the mainstream from some varieties of a dialect called African-American vernacular. Yeah. So now you get this weird thing. What does it mean, woke? The act of being very pretentious about how much you care about a social issue. Right? People don't care about parking spaces with families with disabled pets. I wish you were woke on this issue. Okay, so they've got this definition now. And if you care about their extreme social issue and their extreme views on the issue and you agree with them, then you're woke. Otherwise, you're not. That's how it is, Jim, and that's what they've done to us. Yeah, of course you are. You're asleep and you're ignorant and you're part of the problem and I could go on and on, right? Yeah, obviously the left has has coined that term. Uh, I, I'm supposing it means as you, as you were using some official terms to describe it, but that the intent is as people who are awake and who are aware of, of what they perceive to be, you know, their their worldview, their ideology. And well, I want to discuss what I believe. I want to discuss what I believe the word woke ought to mean. 
We'll do it with Jim Clymer in seconds. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The Biden administration continues to block the media from their border plan, keeping everyone concerned in the dark. Texas Republican Senator Ted Cruz. The most astonishing part of it is the Biden administration is enforcing a total blackout of the press. And the Biden administration wants to hide from the crisis that is unfolding on the southern border. Vice President Kamala Harris was asked Monday when she will see what's happening at the border firsthand. Uh, um, not today. <laughs> but um, I have before and I'm sure I will again. Reports and leaked photos reveal children overcrowded in cages and on the floor. An estimated 15,500 children were in U.S. possession as of Monday. NASCAR runs at the temporarily covered dirt track at Bristol, Tennessee this weekend. The Food City Dirt Race is Sunday, 3.30 p.m. Eastern on Fox. USA Radio News. Hi, this is Wayne Alaroot for Freedom Health Alliance. Now more than ever, our immune systems are under attack as we face continued turmoil as a nation. Stress, anxiety, illness, masks, lockdowns, and of course this past presidential election, all of these are taking a toll on our mental, emotional, and physical health. Freedom Health Alliance offers incredible products. But before I brought their products to you, I had to experience them for myself. Since taking these products, my energy has increased, my brain fog is gone, I'm sleeping better, and I'm feeling better than I have in years. And of course, the main benefit is to strengthen your immune system. Freedom Health Alliance is offering my listeners an additional 20% off their already unbeatable low prices. Call Freedom Health Alliance toll-free at 888-910-0341. That's 888-910-0341. Just say Wayne Alaric sent you to get 20% off. 888-910-0341. Or visit FreedomHealthAlliance.com and use promo code WAR to receive 20% off. That's FreedomHealthAlliance.com. Let's get an update on the horrific shooting rampage in Boulder, Colorado, Monday. Dan Naraki from the Ohio USA Radio News Bureau reports. Ten people are dead, including one police officer, after a shooting at a Boulder, Colorado grocery store. Police say they have one suspect in custody who is being treated for injuries. The officer killed has been identified as 51-year-old Officer Eric Talley. Boulder Police Chief Maris Harold says Officer Talley joined the Boulder Police Department in 2010. At 14.30 hours, the Boulder Police Department began receiving phone calls of shots fired in the area and a phone call about a possible person with a patrol rifle. Officer Talley responded to the scene, was the first on the scene, and he was fatally shot. Boulder police say it'll take about five days to get all the details of what happened. 14 spring training games in Major League Baseball Tuesday. The early game started 1.05 p.m. Eastern. Thanks for listening. We are USA Radio News. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. I'm with Jim Clymer, ConstitutionParty.com. We're talking about civility in society. We're talking about honesty in society. We are talking about one of the great solutions. Help is on its way, ladies and gentlemen. A good, honest, moral people should stand with the party of integrity, liberty, and prosperity. ConstitutionParty.com. I think that's one of the great solutions. But we're talking about this new term the liberals came up with called woke. And on one hand, woke is an African-American slang term like wake up. You know, you, did you get woked or woke? 
And uh, on the other hand, it's now becoming a slang term in America defined by the Oxford Dictionary and everything else. Okay? And this woke term really kind of relates to this idea that if you agree with them on social issues, okay, if you are uh, in agreement that we've got to literally change our lives 100% because um, of global warming or climate change or whatever else, uh, then you're woke on that issue. If you believe women have a right to their body and, and, and they could just do whatever they want, murder babies and everything else because it's their right to their body, you have now liberated women and you are woke. W-O-K-E, woke on the issue, see? But the problem is that I submit that we have to take back the narrative. We've got to basically come back and say, wait a minute, hold on. What does woke mean? Okay, it means that you're going to be educated and up on a social issue. But in their vernacular, it means that you agree with them. See, that's where I kind of jettison their definition and their narrative associated with that definition. Woke kind of means that you go along with their agenda on something. Otherwise, you're not woke. You're asleep. You're ignorant. You're an idiot. You don't have a clue. Everybody knows, but you this, right? Kind of an idea. That's the lie. And I'm coming back and saying, listen, to me, woke would be this. We may not be united on everything, but we should have civility relating to these things. But I submit to you that woke has to do with the things that matter most. I'll give you an example. God created gender. Okay, in the Bible, right in Genesis, male and female created he them. That is a fact based by God. And if you don't believe in God, science even bears this out. Evidence is that they're male and female. Sometimes they say, look at the plumbing and you'll know the difference. Kind of an idea. Uh, But this is not only God-based guidance to us through Scripture, male and female created he them, but it's also backed by science. They are challenging that narrative. And if you believe in 96,000 genders, Jim, you're woke. The rest of us are just ignorant and backwoods. And Okay, I say that's a lie. Woke is, let me tell you this, reality is things as they really are. All right? And I submit to you that you're only woke if you're caught up to reality on something. Take this gender issue. The only way you can be woke is to know the truth from God and science and stick with it. Otherwise, you're not woke. In fact, you're jettisoning all that we know hold true and dear based on honesty, right? Well, I think it's, uh, I would analogize it to uh, 1984 and doublespeak and all the things that are part of Georgia Orwell's America as he forecasted. And I think we're seeing it come to, to be, you know, if you, you know, black is white, truth is uh, is uh, false, and false is held as truth, and turning everything around. Um and being woke, according to their definition, their understanding is when you accept those uh, the narrative that that right is wrong and wrong is right, and truth is false and false is true, and 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 all those things. So um, all the double speak, uh, uh, all the double speak language of the of 1984. You know, if you if you accept that, then then you're woke. That's that's their definition. And you're right. We all turn it around. We, you know, uh, being truly woke is when you recognize the truth and and adhere to the truth and promote the truth as opposed to the false narratives that they're putting out. Now, let me give you an interesting little headline to kind of make this point. 
You know, they tell you that I'm nobody in the news, that Liberty Roundtable Live and, and Loving Liberty Radio Networks and Liberty News Radio, we're just tiny and we don't matter. On one hand, they say that. On the other hand, when they try to destroy us, they act like we're the biggest talk show hosts in the world. It just depends on their narrative at the time. I bring this up, though, because they've been telling you that, man, Sam, you need to be able to get your numbers together, Sam. How many people do you have listening? And I say, well, you can't really know. And they say, yeah, you can. Digitally, you can track all that, Sam. And they try to educate me as if I don't understand IT. Just so they know, I make a living in IT, and I understand completely. Trust me. But what's fascinating is they tout these numbers on Facebook and Twitter, and they've got all these accounts, and they got and and they they double down on their numbers, and they say, man, I can't believe you don't really know what your numbers are, Sam. And then they say we got these Arbitron ratings and these different ratings that tell us what, and, and you know we can count the numbers and we can track this and we can know that and we can. And I have told you in the past they lie. And I'm going to prove it to you right now. Listen to this, Jim. Facebook okay. took down more than 1.3 billion. That's not with an M. That's with a B. Facebook took down more than 1.3 billion fake. I'm going to say that again. Fake. I'm going to say it again. Fake accounts between October and December 2020. Now, that is within, what, a three-and-a-half, four-month period of time, October, November, December, three-month period of time. 1.3 billion accounts that were fake in three months. They also took down, they say, more than 100 disinformation networks over the past three years. Now, that's Reuters giving you this news, not me, Reuters. All right? Now, I look at that, and I go, and then... Whatever numbers they've been pitching about how popular a talk show host is or a radio show or a TV show or whatever is or how many Facebook viewers or followers somebody has is or whatever else. When you take 1.3 billion fake accounts out of their system within a three-month period of time, how accurate do you think their data is, Jim? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'd like to hear more details on that. I didn't, I hadn't seen that, but uh, yeah, uh, go look. Reuters uh, has the details. They go on and on and on about it, and they basically document that hey, these companies have so many fake accounts, so many whatever account. You don't even know who's who and what's what hardly anymore. Yeah, it's a real problem. Uh, it's a lack of, as you said at the beginning of the show, a lack of transparency. It's a lack of accountability. It's uh, you know, you don't know, but. Um, so, so these are fake accounts that were put up by who knows who. And, well, it depends and, on how you define a fake account now, Jim. Well, so you've got to have a definition here. Yeah. Who defines what is yeah. a fake account? Well, yours is fake, Jim. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> Sam Bushman's is fake. I'm telling you that right now. So I don't know if you know, but I got kicked off Twitter. Well, Congratulations. You must be doing something right. They shut me down. They said if I would go ahead and take down my lies that they'd put me back up, and I refused because they're not lies. I reported on a report out of Israel that says that more people are dying from the COVID vaccine than from COVID. Now, that's not my story. It's a story that comes from a variety of credible sources from some physicians that did a study about this. Now, I don't know if the facts are true on it. I'm not reporting on the facts. I'm reporting on the story and the assertion by these physicians, Okay. So I haven't done the research in Israel. I don't know what the facts are. I'm just telling you the story is that some well-known, credible physicians 
did some research and found out that more people in the elderly populations are dying from the COVID vaccines than they are the COVID in Israel. And I reported on that report and said, hey, this is happening. Now, I don't know the truth on it. I'm just telling you. Okay, they took me down saying I cannot spread misinformation about the COVID. They said, take down your reporting of that story and we'll put you back up, Sam. We love you. And I said, I won't do it. I, I can't. I'm not telling you that the Israel story is factual or not. What I'm telling you is that there are credible positions who did the research and this is their story. I'm telling you the story and the research exists. I don't know what the results are, how factual or accurate. I haven't really been able to investigate all that. But I'm telling you, the story's on the wires, and it's incredible news. LifeSite News had the story, for instance. Well, it's reporting on the news, and if, if there's something amiss about it, if there's something false, then uh, let the truth come out. Let, let it be countered. Let others you know, challenge it and, and bring out the contrary facts. That's the way the process should work. Well, amen to that. But see, so I don't know what a fake account really is. I don't know if it's just a fake bot where the Russians create an account or the Chinese create an account. I don't know if Reuters is a fake account and Sam Bushman's is real or Sam Bushman's is real uh, or Jim's is real and Sam's is fake. I mean, I just don't know, sir, what they're... But I know this. Donald Trump's account got shut down. Was that one of the fake ones? Yeah, I wonder if they how they categorize that or why they shut it down. Uh, well, you and I know that it's not because it was truly a fake account. It's because it was it was stating information which they didn't agree with. Trump wasn't woke, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, that's what's going on, ladies and gentlemen. It is absolutely unbelievable what's going on. And I pray that Trump's social media platform gets cranked up and I hope it's real and I hope it's true and I hope he can make a dent in the violation of all five fundamental freedoms in our First Amendment. I'll tell you that right now. Jim Clymer in seconds. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, 
I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit to PreserveTheNation.com to begin that restoration. All right, back with you live, Mr. Jim Clymer with me, the Constitution Party, constitutionparty.com. Facebook took down more than 1.3 billion, they say, fake accounts between October and December 2020. Crazy town, man. You can't trust their numbers at all, and you got to wonder what a fake account is. Is that one where they disagree with you, or is that one where there's not really a human behind it? What if I were to create a bot, and that bot was smart enough to take all the stories highlighted in Liberty Roundtable Live's show notes, and then that bot were to post them to Twitter and Facebook. Is that a fake account? It's a real person behind it, but I had a robot smart enough so that I didn't have to duplicate it by hand, Jim. Um, But yet it was carrying the stories that I talk about literally live on the air, and then I post my show notes, and then that bot was smart enough to grab all those notes and tweet them out. Is that a fake account? See, the problem is these people are becoming the thought police, sir. Yeah, I, I, considering the source, I suspect that what they call fake account are just that the accounts that they that are putting out information which they disagree with, which doesn't fit their ideology. Well, some people call Facebook fake book. Should we just shut the whole thing down for being fake? Well, who's we? I'm, I'm joking. I would never shut them down. Yeah, who's we? Great point. I would never shut them down for being fake. If they want to basically peddle fake news and create a credibility crisis or whatever else, um, they can. Yep. But I, I believe that, that free speech here is I don't care if they fake whatever they want to. Oh, what's that newspaper or um, news organization that, that was known for satire and fake news? It used to be really popular. Oh, what's that called? Well, the Onion. You have the be- you have the oh, the onion was one, but they have, you have the Babylon B right now that is, okay. does a wonderful job. <laughs> Good point. So you know yeah. it's hard for me to get into this, except to say this, folks: we better double down in defense of our five First Amendment freedoms. Okay, there are five First Amendment guarantees uh, that we really need to double down and stand for: freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of the press. Those are three of them. And all of them were under attack in the era of woke. Over the COVID, over environmental change, over fake news, over whatever else. The last two, freedom to assemble and a redress of grievance. We need to be able to have all those five freedoms. and They're all under assault right now. And I'll tell you how they're going to do it. They're going to use the COVID. They're going to use fear of climate change as their wedge points to drive the destruction of America to the ground. Let me give you an example. You want to cruise to the Bahamas, Jim? Well, I might. All right. Well, the Royal Caribbean International, that's a cruise line, right? Yes. Yeah. Says game on if you're vaccinated, buddy. You can go if you're vaccinated, Jim. They say game on if you're vaccinated. You can go if you're vaccinated. They're ready to take you. Oh, I see. Well, but I if you're not vaccinated, buddy. I'll be going on, 
Uh, <clears throat> I probably will never go to Royal Caribbean again then if they're, if they're going to require that. Well, that's what they're already doing right now. Literally, the headline says, hey, you want to go to the Bahamas? The Royal Caribbean International says, game on if you are vaccinated. Now there's questions surrounding vaccine pack passports. Airlines and others in the travel industry are throwing their support behind so-called vaccine passports to boost what they call, um, what do they call this thing? Pandemic travel. Mm-hmm. They call it pandemic depressed travel, Jim. And they want to boost that pandemic depressed travel, don't you know? And authorities mm-hmm. in Europe, they say, could embrace the idea quickly enough for the peak summer vacation season. Technology companies and travel-related trade groups are developing and testing various versions of the vaccine passports, also called health certificates or travel passes. Do you want to respond before I go on on this one, Jim? Well, I can see that coming. I can see that coming from the beginning. I mean, that's, uh, I, I knew that's where they're heading. I hadn't heard that about Royal Caribbean yet. But, uh, yeah, I knew, I, I knew that's where they're going. And it's uh, maybe the cruise lines now, but it's going to be the airlines next. And it's going to be all forms of public transportation. And um, probably even get to the point where between states that they that they implement that type of thing where you can't go from one state to another without uh, showing your vaccination card. It is shocking who is all involved in this thing. The big questions are now, will they get a single document? Listen carefully to me. A single document that could be used around the world. So if you're not careful, you and I thought the, the <clears throat> what do they call that thing? National ID or federal ID, what was that thing called? Mm-hmm. Um, real ID. The- yeah, real ID. That's the word I'm looking for. Yes, sir. Real ID. Now real ID might be a global real ID. Now that's their next step, Jim. And they'll use this yep. as the catalyst to get it. Yeah, um, that's that's coming. I mean, that's what they're that's what they're working toward. And uh, who knows, this whole pandemic may have just been for the purpose of enforcing on a global uh, real ID that they wanted to implement. It becomes a tool that they can fulfill that, uh, that dream. Now, I don't know how many people will be able to sidestep those passes. But they say that we need to avoid a hodgepodge of Regional credentials, Jim. That's how they're going to back into this globally. Mm-hmm. Can't be having a hodgepodge, Jim. Think about that. Can't be having a hodgepodge. Got to go ahead and yeah. be all in. Well, and the next step will then to be you put a chip in your hand or uh, someplace on your body where all this information is there and can be read by a machine that everywhere you go. I'm Uh, sure glad you woke up, buddy. (laughs) Wow. You think about this, folks, and can you believe we're really having these conversations, Jim, to be honest? 
two years ago, I never realized that they would take this kind of a, and, and I and I don't mean to mock the coronavirus. I think we're being told lies about it. I do think it 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 can get people ill and people can die. It's nothing to mess with. I don't mean to mock that in any way, but they have used this now as a catalyst to literally deceive the American people into trading their freedom for security, and they're winding up with neither, just as the founding fathers articulated exactly like that in modern day you would think would know better jim yeah well you think we would with our history but you know when you when you distort history when you revise history to meet your uh, agenda a specific agenda and people don't know their history if they don't know where they're from they don't know where they're going and uh, that's what you see in today's culture unfortunately we've we're erasing our true history, and so people are floundering and they're ready to latch on to pretty much any idea that comes down the pike for those who want to manipulate uh, society to and, and manage their society to their goals. I believe the supreme law of the land should be the political religion of our nation, Jim. I believe that the Constitution, the supreme law of our land, should point the true north when it comes to solutions relating to government and the proper role thereof. I believe the Constitution Party is doing their very best to point people true north, meaning the Constitution, on these very difficult issues we face. And we want to be involved in the party of liberty, integrity, prosperity, constitutionparty.com. Really, they're pointing out true north across the country right now. We just need people to woke up, buddy. Well, the Constitution Party is the arc that people need to get on. The, the world is drowning in flood of immorality, depravity, um, tyranny, and so many other things. And the Constitution Party, I think, provides the arc, the political arc, for people to um, save and restore their integrity, to to restore constitutional government, to um, and, and one thing that you sort of alluded to but didn't say directly, I don't believe, and that is that underlying this, there has to be a resurgence of morality. There has to be a resurgence of character, and you know that's what this country is built on. This is what our constitution depends on. And when we lose morality, when you lose uh, character, integrity, then uh, there's going to be all kinds of problems. And our, our constitution alone, or our political system alone, can't solve those problems. There has to be a rebirth of morality, integrity, and character in the American people for this to be successful. So the churches have to do their job. They have to, they have to be um, promoting the values and the principles that, that represent good character and integrity and morality. Amen uh, to Tocqueville said America's great because America's good, referring to the morality of the people, and we must return to that. That's why honesty is one of the great keys uh, to morality, ladies and gentlemen. Jim's exactly spot on on this. Final story before the end of the hour, Jim. Do you know who Dan Bongino is? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. 
All right, he's a talk show host, well-known author and uh, commentator, etc. He's now taking over for Rush Limbaugh. Did you hear that? So I've heard, yes, yeah, and I've seen him a number many times on Fox News and and uh, podcasts and so on. So yeah, he's uh, it's going to be interesting. I I don't listen to talk radio very much, but uh, uh, be interesting to see how it goes with him on. I think it's a good choice. I mean, I agree with him on everything, but it's probably a pretty good choice. I think so. Yes, it is. He's uh, all right. Well, hey, with Donald Trump getting his own news service. With Donald Trump getting his own news service, with Dan Bongino and others, you know what? We might be able to just start to jettison their fake narrative, woke dishonesty, and we might be able to wake the people up to the truth, and we might be able to point people to the Constitution Party and point people to solutions like morality and the people and checks and balances and all these wonderful things that we talk about on your radio daily. Yeah, I hope so, and uh, I applaud you for continuing to do your part in that. I hope at the start of the program you know I was demonstrating a little bit by being absurd, the absurdity of us never getting along when we disagree. We can agree, folks. We can have completely different opinions on things, and we can agree, even disagree agreeably. That is That has been one of the hallmarks of America, and we're losing it, and we better step back and take heed that we need to be kind and considerate, for we're all God's children. It is about the human race. Final word to you, Jim. Yeah, be kind to one another. <laughs> right out of scripture. So let's uh, let's maintain civility. Let's have open, honest discussions, and let's counter out, counteract the uh, falsehoods with truth. For Jim Clymer, Consti- the Constitution Party, ConstitutionParty.com, and for Sam Bushman, LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. We declare we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore our grand old republic. Please get involved, make it a great day, and choose the right, will you? God save the Republic of the United States of America. <laughs>